Claire for takeoff. <laughs> What's with you today? <laughs> Charlie Fox, Romeo, Oscar, ready for takeoff? Got my Runway. underwear on backwards. Yeah. Runway 33 West, you're clear to 2000. Call the tower at 2000. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, whatever time of day it is for you. Uh, thanks for jumping out of bed. Thanks for just coming home and uh, tuning in. It's uh, it's going to be a different show today. It's going to be kind of fun. Not kind of, it is going to be fun. We're, you, we just, uh, you know, in this ever-changing world in which we're in, um, we just, you got to pivot, right? You got to change, you got to pivot. Gotta so keep on uh, moving inertia, man. We just gotta we gotta keep on moving. We're just bodies of energy here. So, anyways, uh, welcome to the Frontline Forward podcast. My name is Brian Stevens, uh, the host. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Ron Sonoda. Good morning, good afternoon, human being. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Uh, oh, very good. Well, <laughs> Your see, Italian's getting better, man. I my, my Italian is getting better. <laughs> awesome. We're here with the group from uh, Compass Nine Media that do such a great job each and every day. And uh, of course, Max the Wonder Dog is here at uh at my side making sure that uh i keep myself together and don't fall apart here and uh yeah he's here to remind me that uh hey dummy i'm uh, i'm right here so um today uh, lots and lots going on uh, that we wanted to talk about um we were just talking before we went on went on air so let's just, let's kick it off with uh, that. We're going for, there? Okay. For those people that have not uh, had the chance on Netflix to watch social media. Yeah. Freaking bizarre. Now, <laughs> I'm telling I'm you. on the other side. Like, I know about it. I yeah. heard about it. Yeah. You know, my, my kids told me about it. I don't want to watch it. Why? You did. Why do you want to watch it? Cause, cause Why I, don't you want uh, I'm a dinosaur, man. What's like, your problem? I can't even, I don't even know how to turn my phone off. <laughs> yes, you do. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, the whole tech technology thing it's just it's gone beyond my uh, let alone grasp of understanding it's it's just spooky because you hear all these urban yeah. myths and then you you read about stuff and we all the stuff all the shit we just talked about so why is it scary it, it's just it's just who's it's like george orwell who's watching who's watching who's listening who's there yeah 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 it is it's fucking bizarre you know it's an infringement of of of, of privacy and and you know it's just of, of being like i'm the guy that goes in the forest to be alone right but if i have my phone mm, now watching am i alone oh they're tracking <laughs> oh. you know is a leprechaun gonna pop up and say hey buy this pizza because i know you like pizza sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true i uh uh talking to the guys with compass nine about it here and and getting their views on it and uh uh, Angie and I uh, sat down uh, last weekend, weekend before, whatever it was, and we watched it. And it just, it truly was disturbing to me it, uh, to think that, you know, because I always wondered, and, and this is just me being the age that I am and, and technologically advanced as I am, which is very advanced. Uh, <laughs> you know, I wonder, and, and this is me just being the dumbass. I'm sitting there and, I, and, and, you know, I'm doing something on my phone and all of a sudden this advertisement pops up and I'm like, no, yeah. go away. I X that out and I'll be doing something more. And all of a sudden another ad pops up and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like there's a not cluing in because of, of my age and what it's all about. And then I watch the social dilemma thing and I go, Fuck, they're watching. <laughs> they're they're watching. They're they're trying to stimulate you to to go and buy that next sonic toothbrush or this next espresso coffee maker. And it's just 
It's crazy. I just did that five minutes ago. I was sitting in the green room there. Mm-hmm. In the green room. In getting, the green room. Uh, right. And I said, why do they call it the green room? Yeah. Do you guys with the big brains over there? Tyson Brandon, you guys are? Oh, it's, you guys don't know? It, come oh. on. The green room goes back to like 17 something. And uh, they really don't really know why, but it's like a Cockney term for waiting room or something like that. It's like, it's a, it's a spinoff of a word of verbiage they think. And then from there, it just, they were just calling it a green room, but I was thinking, okay. Well, that wasn't very exciting. No, let me, come on. (laughs) Let me me finish the story here. All right, all right, go. So anyways, I look up green room and then within 10 seconds, all the pop-ups. And at first it's like, I didn't touch anything. And then another pop-up came and then. I'm looking at this one. I didn't touch this. Right. And that's what relating to your saying. The, yeah. You, you're going onto something for something specific and all of a sudden there's some robot. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Robots, right? Yeah. Not even human beings. It's all the analytics, right? It just goes to this big yeah. giant computer that sits there and says, hey, Sonoda's been on here and yeah. he uh, looks at this tw- 10 times in the last two days. Yeah. Let's start feeding that to him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden tutus and ballet shoes start popping up or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I didn't, I didn't look this up, but that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So Bizarre. Total, totally relatable. There you go. And you know what? It didn't make me feel dirty, but I didn't, it just made me kind of like, what, what the, what the hell is this? Yeah, ab- absolutely. No, absolutely. It, uh, uh, yeah, it just, it, it scared the hell out of me and it, it really made me uneasy. And, you know, as I was talking with the guys, like every time I go on the phone now, it, it sits there with me after watching this show about, uh, Oh my gosh, you know, like, uh, what else are they going to try to sell me? Send me, uh, try to shape me in, in my thought process or whatever. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy. So but. you just said it just scares you, makes you anxious. Here's the question. Yep. Are, are you going to watch it again? Social dilemma? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that makes no I sense. I know. <laughs> that's, why, I, that's why I don't want to watch it <laughs> because it's going to make me feel bad. I know there's shit in there that, that right. I miss though. But then it's almost, it's like, and then you're going to watch it over again because oh, I missed that one point. I know. Right? All right. Enough. That's our rant, right? Is that a rant? That's a rant. Sure, that's a rant. That's a rant. Uh, lots and lots and lots uh, going on around Frontline here. Um, we've got our cycle classes up and running, got the bikes up and running. Natalie and our instructors are, uh, just doing some pretty cool things. People are really enjoying the classes. We encourage you to pop over to frontline, uh, come in for a drop-in class or just, uh, come in, sign up. We've got some great promotional packages on the go right now. Uh, and people are, are really enjoying it, but, uh, I haven't seen you in a class yet. What's going on? I did the initial I, class. I know, but that wasn't really a class. My legs haven't recovered yet. Give me a break. That was like, what, three weeks ago? <laughs> is, is, aren't you supposed to like work out every other th- third week or something? Yeah, yeah, third or fourth week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, yeah, we really encourage people. Yeah. Uh, the other quick thing, just on a note with uh, with Frontline here, uh, Taylor Pinnell is uh, our registered massage therapist, yes. is here and uh is just uh crazy good at her craft and she's just getting busier and busier every day uh please come on in see her uh she does a number of different uh types of massages for the injuries that you have or, or uh uh you know uh, the aches and pains that you you want to have uh hopefully disappear so please come and see her yeah yeah she's uh she's an awesome awesome girl um Wow, where to go here? Like, uh, there, there, there's a number of different things that I wanted to talk about. I hope we get to all of them. Um, time wise, here I got to make sure that I stay within it because I've been getting shit about that and going outside the limits. <laughs> um, 
You and I uh, just did the uh, the boots on the ground initial initial training program. Yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> For people that are not familiar with the organization, organization uh, started uh, by Dave McLennan, uh, former sergeant with the uh, Peel Regional Police Service, and uh, he started Boots on the Ground. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, a support network for uh, our first responders that uh, feel that they, uh, in a moment of crisis, need somebody to talk to. They can uh, they can dial that number and there's always somebody there. And right now, with their program within uh, Toronto and the GTA, uh, they can have somebody to your place, wherever your location is, uh, within an hour if, if that's what you need. But, uh, you know, Dave came forward to us uh, here at Frontline 4. We're affiliated with, uh, with uh, Boots on the Ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, great organization. You and I both worked with uh, Dave and, and Sean uh, when we were land paramedics with uh, the former Halton, Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Uh, ambulance service, uh, people that we've worked with and people now just like you and I that have been there, done it, bought the T-shirt, maybe a couple of hoodies, <laughs> uh, and the whole bit, and now understand what it's all about. Yeah. We we get it. Uh, do we know it all? Absolutely not, but yeah. we get it. Yeah. And uh, just like them, they're figuring out a way to pay this back or figuring out a way to to still do the good that they did for as many years as they did as, as, uh, as first responders. Yeah, they're taking... You know, Dave took it upon himself to take something that is traumatic and life altering. And he's filled that, that, that negative vessel with, with a lot of passion. Yeah. And he, he inspires a lot of first responders, police officers, paramedics, firefighters, correctional officers, people that have worn the uniform are wearing the uniform that want to do something and give back to their brothers and sisters. And it's, it's, you you can sense that passion from him. Yeah. You know, very cool. I I encourage. uh, And, And Sean. Sean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Sean's just colorful. Oh, yeah, he's like great. he's just like he said in the you know he's this great big man and he's this Irish Catholic Hamilton raised boy <laughs> downtown uh, North End of Hamilton. Yeah, he ain't taking yeah. any shit from anybody yep. and uh, just a colorful family and uh, yeah, he was uh, a great instructor for for the first class there. You know why I didn't tell him I was from Hamilton too? Uh, because I'm a mountain boy. Oh, oh, and he's the North End. He's <laughs> oh, a dude, true. That doesn't. He's mix. from. See, he's from the Hammer. To, hammer. He's Hamilton. from the Hammer. From, I'm from the mountain of Hamilton, yeah. right? You're you're up with the puppy dogs and the rainbows, That's right? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's down with the steelworkers. Uh, yeah, I'm in the clean, fresh air. He's down there, right, now, <laughs> right there, right near the factories and everything. But yeah. yeah. Great oh. guy. Um, so uh, three-party series. So uh, you and I are going to be uh, come certified with uh, Boots on the Ground to be an yeah. uh, official call taker, yeah. uh, be part of that group. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, and we so we did phase one, uh, three phases right. uh, to the certification pro- process, very involved. Yep. Uh, but there was some takeaway items here that I want to reach out to the people. And I don't think Sean will uh, mind. Uh, because it is uh, primarily the first responder. So maybe to just give you a little bit of taste. But uh, there were 16 of us uh, in the class. Yeah. Uh, we're at uh, Peel Regional uh, uh, Association Hall. And uh, so Sean uh, broke us up in, into groups. And, uh, you know, people that we've never met before, right? Nope, nope. Uh, broke us up into groups. And he goes, I want you to write down uh, 10 things that cause stress. And he just, he gave us a few minutes and just, uh, I just thought it was astonishing. You know, uh, what was there? Five different groups or I think it was five, five or six. Yeah. 
And just the answers that people come up with. Like it was in, in the commonality. Sure, there was a little bit of verbiage was different between the, uh, the five or six, six groups. But uh, what were some of the, the things that come up? There was, uh, well, was common. The, the, two, the three or four ones was obviously things that cause stress, whether it's good stress or bad stress, is uh, family. Yeah. Your health. Yeah. And money. Money. It was crazy. Yeah, right? It was either one, two or three, three, two or one. But it, yeah. it resonated with every single group. Yeah. So, I mean, this goes back to the point where really this thing, this whole PTSD OSI thing where it all starts. Yeah. This is what I took away from it myself. Uh, and that's just simply, this just reinforces that we are every ordinary day people that just do an extraordinary job. Because when we come up with the list of 10, yeah, Sean talks about them. Uh, and then he, this is what got me. He goes, so take the 10 and I encourage people at home to do this, to actually write it down. The 10 things that cause you stress, just simple stress. And so we talked about it. And then he said, let's narrow that down. Top four, top four, that if you could change in your life, if you can make those changes, what are the top four? And that's what it came down to. It came down to family health, uh, relationships, money, money. Yeah. So how is that any different from everybody else out there? Well, as you said, we're just everyday Joe's doing extraordinary work. Yes. So, but it just, it reinforced it for me. Yeah. Totally reinforced it for me that, uh, that's what it was. But, uh, I, I encourage everybody to do that. Write down the 10 and sit down with your, your, your significant other, uh, sit down with a group of friends and just write down, Get everybody to do it individually. Just write down 10 things that cause you stress. I have a new number one. I thought about that. You know, we did a lot of deep thinking, a lot of conversation on the way back from Brampton after the meeting. Yeah. Like just, we wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. And something that's relatable, not just to first responders, but anyone in a, in a, in a, where they're in a stressful situation, whether it's work, family life. So for me, the number one stress was me. Yeah. And it's interesting, not mm. one group, not one person, no. you not even think about that, no. but part of the CBT therapy, whatever, it always went back to us is that, that, that advocating yourself, but you have to take responsibility for yourself. So the number one stressor for me was me. And, mm. and, and it kind of, I kind of laughed because I thought, I didn't even think of that. No. We're so far removed from, you know, you were diagnosed in 2016 and I was in 2011 and we've moved on and we've kind of built layers of, of, um, ways of, of recognizing things. We're not having a good day and that's okay. And healing, but yeah, I always went back to the stressor was me, Yeah, but nobody said it. No, nobody said and it. And I wonder why, you know, because there were some senior police officers in that room. There was. Yeah. So let's, let's qualify that. So, uh, run by boots on the ground. Yeah. Uh, former police officers. Right. Uh, but it's open to all first responders. And right. there was in the room that day, there was corrections, there yeah. was fire, there was medics, there was police. Yep. Uh, so this really, it touches the first responders, uh, the people that are out there every day. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to qualify that. It wasn't just police officers. No, no, there. no, absolutely. And some seasoned people. Yeah. Like seasoned officers and medics and fire. So, yeah. 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 But no, good point. I, and, you know, when you said it to me here the other day, it's like, oh, the number one stressor is me. Yeah. I cause my, my biggest amount of stress. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. You know, uh, and something that we can fix. 
Absolutely. So here's uh, here's something that uh, I had a conversation with a police officer here uh, this week leads right into this. Uh, he or she was saying to me that uh, I hadn't well, her. I hadn't seen her in a while. Okay. I hadn't seen her in here. Yeah. And then I seen her in here. And like what I do, I just sort of float around and, and uh, uh, asked her how she was doing. And she said, yeah, I'm doing okay. And then, you know, we have that awkward, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, yeah. really, you're not. But yeah. so we, we have that conversation that I hadn't seen her in here in a while. My point is, is that this, it's like she said to me, she goes, and, and this goes back to number one stressor is me. So she said that she had uh, been dealing with some pretty heavy duty stuff right. uh, in her life, professionally and personally, yep. uh, and had decided to just self-isolate. Now, what does that mean though? Self-isolate, right? Exactly. Exactly. So she, she self-isolates, she isolates herself out from her family, from her friends, from her coworkers, from everybody. And she just wants to be alone with her uh, and took away one of the, you know, top two things <clears throat> that have scientific proof that they're going to help uh, to relieve stress, that they're going to help to, to combat that. And that is exercise and social interaction. And she just took both of them and just eliminated it away. Yeah. And she goes, isn't it just fucking bizarre that the two things that we know that can help, they're proven, they're scientific and they're, uh, it's just as easy as going out your door. It's the first two things that we decide to shut down. Yeah. And that's, it's not her, you can call it shutting down or moving away or getting small, but dude, that's disassociation. Right. That's what it is. Right. Right. It's not a mental illness. It's no. a disassociation right. thing. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, we've had some pretty br brilliant conversations around here with people that uh, got some pretty big brains in this arena. And they say PTSD is some of the worst things that, uh, that was ever done by our government agencies was identifying PTSD as a mental illness. Right. You know, the big brain people here said, no, they don't believe it's a mental illness. That goes back to our list stigma. Yeah. It's bullshit. Right. So if you could eliminate the mental illness categorization, that's who you, that's who you are now. Yeah. And just say, no, man, you, you just got a dissociative problem. Right. And you can learn how to get reassociated with yourself, with your own thoughts, feelings, actions, and with those around you. That's what it's really all about. You're, you're not, uh, you know, according to them, you know, no, we don't think you're mentally ill. You just got a dissociative problem. Yeah. It's, and that means a lot. That, that interpretation is a lot different from you. And like from you, what does that mean? Disassociation. You know, when we first heard that sitting in front of our therapist. Right. Saying you're disassociated. It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, you're just, you're in, in, you know, for those people uh, out there, it's, it's a, so you just disassociate your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. You don't care about those three things. And how it affects you or anybody around you, you just remove yourself. And I'll tell you, uh, I'm really good at it. Mm. That's one thing I'm really good at. I learned how to get good at it because when I was on the job and I've told many people this, like, you know, you'd be on a big accident scene. You got lots of people, police, fire, EMS, you got a stressful situation. You got somebody trapped in a car 
that needs to get out and you got air chisels going and you got sirens going and you, weather, say weather's a factor there. And then you're, you're cutting roofs off and popping windows and backboards and, and so on and so forth. I could just take the entire noise and just completely have it go silent for me. Mm-hmm. Completely silent and just disassociate from everything and just concentrate on this right here. Yeah. Um, I still remember uh, the call. Uh, uh, my former partner, uh, just uh, all around, just incredible uh, medic, uh, Brad MacArthur. Yeah. Him and I are in the back of the aircraft. Now we had done just a, an incredibly stressful call. We're in the midst of it. It was a, uh, with the little one was a two year old, uh, a difficult airway, um, management wise, just, uh, a number of other medical related stuff. Uh, we had flown this, this little one, uh, uh, you know, over the, the, the last couple of years, a, a few times, Anyways, uh, Brad and I flew in, uh, picked her up, uh, just a difficult, difficult airway. Had to get a number of people from the hospital to come down and help us with the whole situation. Uh, child ends up uh, resting on us. We, we get the child back. So now we've got uh, an intubated two-year-old with a very with a very small tube because it's the only thing that we could get at that time because of the damage to the airway that had been done previously. Yeah. Uh, so where I'm going with this is like, like things are just crazy here. Like we're over the top involved, stressed to the max. Um, you know, we've got uh, a, 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 an airway that we don't want to lose. Uh, we've got infusions going. Uh, you know, we, uh, the child had arrested, we, 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 uh, we got her back. So now we're trying to keep her alive from that aspect. And I still remember this Brad and I flying along, uh, from where we were in the province, we we're about a, uh, uh, about a 15 minute flight into, uh, uh, into London, uh, sick kids and, uh, children's hospital, Western Ontario, uh, the uh, doctors and nurses were going to meet us on the helipad because uh, it was just that involved. Mm-hmm. But in the back of that aircraft, it was just Brad and I. Right. And we're both kneeling on the floor and we're literally like this far away from each other. And we're, you know, doing stuff with the vent and we're looking after the child and we're checking the infusions. And I remember Brad just looked at me and he just said, he goes, are you okay, man? And I just looked, I just stared at him. He goes, we're going to be okay here. He goes, but I had done that thing where I just was so stressed that I just got small. Yep. I got isolated. Yep. I disassociated yep. with everything that was going on. You know, like when they're calling us on the radios and they're doing this and I'm just like, I don't hear anything. Yep. Don't hear anything. And that's where, uh, you know, we sort of go with this, right? That's a very dangerous zone. I remember, I'll show you, Sherry, the one, I remember my therapist just said to me, um, why do you do what you do and why are you so good at what you do? And I just looked at it and I said, I never said I was good at what you do. And he said, no, I've heard your stories and, and all the things that you do with other paramedics and all that stuff, right? And we don't take compliments well. I, did, I don't, it's hard for me to even say thank you sometimes. Right? Yeah. You, we talked about that. But yeah. in regards to disassociation, she said, why are you good at what you do? And I said, I think it's because I'm fearless. She goes, what do you mean by that? And he goes, 
I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. Mm. She said, are you afraid of dying? I said, nope. no, no. Have you faced death before? And I said, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> she goes, exactly. Have you faced death before? And I went, yeah, I, I've had that conscious. This is the edge. If I step off this way, I ain't coming back. Right. And he said, so what did you do? And said, I made the decision to dance on the tightrope. He said, right. so you don't feel fear. He goes, nope, not a, I don't feel fear, not fear of dying. I, I don't cry. Uh, I don't give a shit. Okay. And then she looked at me, she said, you know what that is? I said, what, ego, arrogance, stupidity? He goes, no, no you're dissociated that's from dis- life. That's, that's the first time. And it was like this light bulb went off in my head and I, I understood. And you mentioned earlier, you were talking to that one police officer about heavy duty stuff. You know, we're, we're to the point where, especially you, when you're talking to a first responder, you'll say, hey, how you doing? Okay. And just the tone is like, Okay, you're dealing with heavy duty stuff. Right. So one of my first responder buddies sent me this this little message. Uh, it was good timing because it was one of one of those days where I was just having a shitty day, and she, and it, she said, just because someone carries it well, doesn't mean it isn't heavy. Right. And so that's the message I want to share with the brothers and sisters out there is 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 just because we carry well doesn't mean it's, it's not heavy, mm. but it's not for us to always carry it. Because you even said when you're dealing with that two year old. You had a team of people helping. Yeah. You needed help. Right. And then you went to the point where you went to television and then Brad says to you, hey, hey. we're going to be okay. Yeah. He pulls you back from that edge. Right. Right. And unless you actually experience that, you don't get it. And it's not just a first response. You can be in any situation, whether it's business, you're a mother, you're a parent or something where you don't hear anything except what you're focused on. So let's, uh, where we're on this topic, let, let's talk about it. And we got this uh, from the course here as well. It's like, uh, I'm going to ask you people out there, how does the body chemically respond to stress? This was an, this truly was an eye opener. And I think I'm a fairly intelligent person, although Angie would have difference Mm. with that every once in a while. But um, you put that question out. How does, how does, uh, how does the body combat stress chemically? Yeah. You guys know? We'll go, we'll go to commercial. No, we'll go to commercial <laughs> we'll and right come back. back after <laughs> we'll this. be right back. So we put it out and, you know, we had the answers around and it's three, three ways that the body combats stress chemically. So one is urine. So we'll urinate more when we're stressed. Piss your pants. There you go. Scared like shit. Piss your pants. There you go. Second one was sweat. So we, you know, you're stressed. Yeah. You, you sweat. Um, which was really interesting because, you know, you can take it in, in different variations. Like they related back to some stuff on the job that we won't talk about here, no. <clears throat> but that, but uh, here was the number one thing. Number one way that the body chemically handles stress. Yeah. And that was tears. Right. Number one. So we're all sitting there going, Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, we're there and, we, a bitch. and we talked about that. And then Sean quickly flipped that around, like just like flipping a switch. He flipped that around and he goes, who lives longer, men or women? And he goes, I know we got some big tough boys in the room. You don't want to admit it. But he goes, who lives longer, men or women? Women. Yeah. See, the guys jumped on it right away. They yeah. went, women. Of course they do. Who cries more, men or women? Ah, <laughs> here we go. Women. Yeah. When you don't let that out, when you just sweat or you urinate more, 
But when you don't let those tears fall, that chemical composition, the body's natural response, when that stays with you, that becomes arthritis, cardiovascular, respiratory, cancer, mental illness. Yeah. That's where it goes. Yeah. And think about tears, right? <clears throat> As first responders, tears, when we started, you just didn't cry. We were told, suck it up, get ready for the next call. So we didn't cry. Right. Now, because we've grown a little bit, a little bit of wisdom, tears are not a negative thing. There's tears of pain, tears of loss, tears of suffering. But one of the greatest tears you can shed is tears of joy and love. Right. And, and that never dawned on me. Right. Right. My daughter, my son was born, you know, as, as a father, you, you want to cry. Yeah. You, you feel, you, you, sure. it's, not, it's not if you, you want to cry. Yeah. It, it, you just feel yourself welling up. It's just a right? stressful, emotional thing that's happening in the body. Sure. And the body goes, Hey, I got to get rid of this. My dad's a very stoic man. <clears throat> yep. And he's a stoic guy that we know went through the war and, and the whole, um, the dignity thing of the Japanese being interned in World War II. They're taking away their Canadian citizenship. They're seeing as as a um, threat to the Canadian sovereignty and all. So they were put into to, um, little villages of prison sort of thing. And he he was a very stoic man. But the first time I heard him say, I love you, son, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just this kid. And it's like, <clears throat> I didn't understand that, but I could feel myself walling up. Yeah. So tears of joy and tears of love is something that I think first responders a lot of the, a lot of times we, it doesn't dawn on us Yeah, that it's okay to cry. Cause sometimes when you're crying, it's a good thing. It is. And especially when it's a bad thing and you cry, it's a good thing. Right. 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 And how many first responders <clears throat> and you know, mostly the big top coppers out there. Have you counseled come in and talk to, and I don't want to use the word counsel. You just no. you have sh- a conversation. You were real with them and they were real with you. <clears throat> Right. You were sharing that moment of a brother, brotherhood and sisterhood and things like that. How many times have you seen police officers and paramedics uh, in full uniform in tears? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And after the first thing they'll say is they apologize for crying. And then afterwards they feel a lot better because you'll say, how do you feel now? Yeah. I feel number one thing. They'll they'll apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Very first thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said that about when I was talking about my, uh, my partner, Paramount Martin Wood, when he, when he killed himself. Yeah. It it always bothers me. Absolutely. Always. always, Right. Yeah. First thing it always comes up. It's almost like a a guttural instinct. I'm sorry. Yeah. What the fuck are you sorry about? Yeah. And, and you know what? It's, 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 Interesting with, with this conversation, uh, I'm going to be a uh, part of a talk that that's going to go on here lately and, or, uh, <clears throat> it's coming up here in the very uh, near future. And I just, I just wanted to touch on this briefly. We're getting down to the final few minutes here, right? but this group, uh, professional group within the 911 arena mm. contacted me, said, we're having this talk up at, uh, the place. I'm not, I, I want to be careful here not yeah, to uh, identify. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and they said, would you come up and talk about <clears throat> frontline talk about uh, PTSD? Mm. I said, yeah, I'd love to. So then I get a, a further conversation to that. And this is the kicker right here. I thought it was just, it's fun. It's light. It's airy. He goes, I think I should let you in on a little bit of what, what's going on. He goes, we want you to come up and do a talk. You're myself and and one other person. And he goes, the reason is, is that we've got a number of people that go, 
They think PTSD is bullshit. <clears throat> they think that it's not real. They think that it's just weakness. And this is the conversations that they're having. Mm. And they go, so would you come up and talk about it? And they went, fuck yeah. I'll come up and talk to you. So it just blows me out of the water that here we are today with the education, with the awareness, with everything that's going on with Frontline Forward being here. And we still, and we'll probably continue for some time to still have those individuals that are going to go, and eh, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's going back to the whole stigma thing, right? It's a stigma thing, Yeah, but we're, uh, it's just interesting, but we're, we're going to have that conversation and it's going to be Frank with uh, that. I'm going to have with some of them. I hope they're ready. Cause I'm going to call them out. Now, are you going to be able to elaborate this when, when it's said and done? Yeah. Share about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely. Think, I, I know it's really important. You know, um, a lot like uh, probably a number of first responders out there. Uh, when I show the pictures of my five friends mm. and they're from all parts of the nine one one arena mm. that have taken their lives. When I talk about um, you and what you've gone through with your family and how things just fell apart, how things were falling apart for me. Uh, I hope I'm just hoping that that's going to give them some light and hopefully they're going to come forward to me because this just a, a light bulb goes off with me is those people that want to uh, say, I don't believe it. The people that are, they believe it. They just want to tell their family, their friends, their coworkers. I don't fucking believe that. But they're actually, this is what they're, and I truly believe this, that inside they're going, I just need somebody to talk to about this. But right now I'm going to go, no, I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's that whole dissociative thing. And that's where I'm going to nail them with, you know, number one thing. And, and you've heard me uh, say this over and over again with people. Number one thing as humans that we're not really good at is honesty. And that's all of us, each and every single one of us. If, if you're dishonest in the aspect of uh, to hurt people or hurt someone or hurt an animal or, or do deceive us things, then dude, you gotta, you gotta, you're a sociopath. You need serious help. Mm -hmm. But every day we all face this challenge and we're not really that good at it. Being honest, honest about ourselves, our thoughts, feelings, actions, those around us, how that, that makes me feel. Uh, we're just, we're not good at it. So for these groups of people, and it's, it's men uh, that have come up and said, I don't believe PTSD is real. Mm. The problem with PTSD is that it affects everybody in a different way. Everybody responds to treatment in different ways. And that's why the beauty of Frontline Forward uh, and what we have here with so many different treatment modalities, that's the beauty and that's the magic of this place. You know, people say it's the magic of myself and being able to have a conversation, you being here and being able to have those conversations with those people. Sure, it's, but it, the magic isn't me. Mm. The magic is this place and what it has to offer. Yeah. And that's where we are so much, we are so different. Uh, we're not a gym. Uh, we're categorized as a wellness center for our business license. But really what we are is we're a community. Mm -hmm. We're a community here. And I, I, I'm going to be very honest with everybody out there. I can't tell you, you've heard some of the conversations, mm -hmm. people that have come through the lobby and uh, I've said, uh, Oh, is Brian here? I'd, uh, you know, and they go, yeah, he's here somewhere. And all of a sudden they'll find me and then we'll have a conversation. 
and the conversations about how they can come here and feel safe in the environment that they're in. Uh, they know that there's uh, help here. It's, it may be not, we let them figure out what, what the answer is. Yeah. Uh, and that's the beauty of this place. We let you figure that out and I can have that conversation with you. Uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been around, uh, police officers, firefighters, paramedics, nurses, uh, for over three decades now. I mm-hmm. uh, got a pretty good handle. I know, uh, the lies that we tell ourselves, uh, the lies that we tell others. I know them. Snowman with a t-shirt. Snowman with a t-shirt. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're getting down to the last final few minutes here, Mr. Sonoda. Okay. Um, impact where we're going to change things up are, you know, like I said, you got to pivot in these, these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day is a new day. Uh, literally, when we wake up, every day is a new day. It's a day to do better, uh, to make those people around you better people. Uh, and that's what we do here at Frontline. And we're, uh, we're, we're again... With this podcast, we're going to pivot again. And uh, really, this is just going to be all about uh, conversations, like real conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, people are going to be able to uh, to shed some light out there uh, for others. Because you know what? All of a sudden, you hear somebody talking about something and going, uh, holy fuck, that's me. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep very well. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm angry all the time. Yep. Uh, I, d- I don't want to be around my family and friends very much anymore. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I used to smoke a joint every once in a while. Now I'm smoking four or five, six a week. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm drinking half a bottle of rum, uh, all that shit. Those are real stories. Uh, we're going to have those real stories and, uh, uh we're going to reach out to our community and let them know that we're here and we truly care about you. We truly do. Yeah. That's what it's all about. We yep. truly care about your well-being. Uh, and if I got to come and get you and drag your ass in here to come in here for a workout or a cycle class, I will. That's what it's all about. Or just have someone to talk to. Or just have somebody to talk to. Yeah, if not us, who, right? Yeah, At there the you end, go. End of the day. And you know what? Just on, on the last note with that, uh, nothing against the organization leaders. This is nothing against them whatsoever. So let's no. get that clear right now. Yeah. Uh, the governing bodies, they have a job to do. Uh, and whatever it is, uh, how they got to carry that out, that's up to them. That's not up to me. But it is up to each and every one of us as first responders uh, to look after ourselves and our brothers and sisters, because let's not rely on the organizations. Let's not rely on the WSIBs and the short-term and long-term disability and all that shit to, to help us out. Cause they're not going to do it. I'm telling you right now, I've been down this road. They're not, you know, who's going to help you. You mm-hmm. it starts with you. And then it's going to be you. And then it's going to be you. And then you, and then you, and then we're all going to get together. And then I'll, I'll all of a sudden now you got a family, you got a support network, you got a place to go. That's what it's all about. Yeah. The whole thing about, you know, everybody's standing at attention, look to the man and the woman to your left. Yeah. Look to the man to, yes. to the right. Those are your brothers and sisters. Yeah. That's it. And that's who's going to, that's that, that's how we're going to do this thing. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. 
All right. Thank you. Thanks for being here today, Ronnie. Honor, man. Yeah, it's good. Max, Max is doing his thing. He's sound asleep. Yeah, he's sound asleep here. It's good. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you for the job that you do out there. It's very much appreciated. Uh, you know, you're at the end of those three simple numbers that we take for granted all the time. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Please come into Frontline Forward. See what we got going on here. See the community that we're building. Uh, come and join our team. I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised what's here and what can be offered for you. Uh, please stay healthy, stay safe, stay strong, and we'll talk to you next time around. Peace out. Thanks. <laughs>